Hey friends, it's Jana and Ashley. Welcome back to Season 3 of the Geek Girls Universe Podcast, your home for the latest entertainment and fandom news. Hey friends, it's Jana. Welcome back to the Geek Girls Universe. All of the episodes of What If are now available on Disney+. I think we mentioned before that we may have dropped the ball on recording a few of these because the timeline, well, you know, we got really busy. And... It gives us an excuse to talk more about the show and get all those theories out, right? Yeah, that's what we're going with. (laughs) Also, it helps us fill the timeline between now and the Eternals and Hawkeye. And you just like listening to us, right? I mean, that's what we're going with. It's totally (laughs) what we're going with. Anyway, this is your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen What If, but seriously, I shouldn't even have to say this at this point. Because if you're as behind watching as we are as recording, like, why are you even here? Anyway. If you're new here or you haven't already, we would love it if you subscribed and left us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you listen from. It helps our podcast reach other geeks and the more the geekier, right? We also have a Facebook group, Geek Girls Universe. You don't need to be a girl to join, only a geek. So yeah, today we're on to episodes eight and nine of What If? And I think then we'll be caught up with all of the What If? episodes, right? That yes. gets us up to speed. Okay, yep. perfect. So then we're only a little behind on, you know, podcast, recording, editing, whatever. <laughs> it's fine. You know, this is what happens when we do things like travel, Disney's 50th. Yes. Which we did not record a podcast for, which is probably fine because it would have included a lot of really cool stuff and then maybe a couple of moments of grief. It was grief, it, like agonizing grief, like that kind of grief, <laughs> not like sadness grief. <laughs> I was like, let me be clear about the kind of grief, like the kind of grief when your mom used to say to you, like, oh, you guys, good grief. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a lot of that. But that's to be expected with the crowd level we, we saw. So. Dang. No joke. No joke. Yeah. Well, it actually kind of works out that we're doing eight and nine together because although this is an anthology series, they do, the episodes do kind of go together, especially eight and nine. They do. It is true. So, so it works. So what no if? lies detected. <laughs> what if, dun, 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 Ultron won. So I'll have to say my husband was super excited about this one because he felt like Ultron was wasted before because he's like, Ultron's this mm. and that and the computer and blah, 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 blah. So of course he thought the computer was wasted. Why am I not surprised? Oh my goodness. Yep. So side note, both of our husbands are nerds, but not like in a fun Marvel kind of nerd way in a computer <laughs> programming parts and tech they don't always stuff find the geeky things fun the way that we find geeky things fun no they'd rather talk about modems and you know <laughs> spreadsheets oh my gosh spreadsheets here let me put together a timeline for you no actually i don't want a timeline but thanks for playing <laughs> all right we digress back to the episode um so the watcher recalls. All right, let's let's go back a little bit. We saw at the end of What If Thor Was an Only Child that Ultron, Vision, Ultron, Ultron, Vision showed up, and he had all the Infinity Stones, 
And yeah, we hope we're kind of hoping he was going to take out Jane. <laughs> but anyways, he did not. Seriously. Well, kind that of. That was he did. what I was expecting to happen. Yeah. Well, okay, hoping, <laughs> wishing, wishful thinking. <laughs> I mean, there was we, we had we had some ideas for Ultron if he was going to you know do things. We had some yeah. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it right. Suggestions. We had some suggestions. So yeah. Anyways, the Watcher starts off by recalling how many times he and we have seen the universe in its final days. However, this one apparently breaks his heart. Now, remember, the Watcher is the ultimate MCU fan boy, self-proclaimed by Jeffrey Wright himself and the writers of the show. Uh, so he's heartbroken. Why is he heartbroken? Well, because Ultron is bad news. We see Black Widow and Hawkeye taking down a squadron of Ultron's robotic army. Hawkeye not only has a cloaking device and some really cool upgraded arrows, but he also has a robotic arm. And, you know, Natasha hands him his arm back and says, could you use a hand? And, you know, bad jokes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So they head to Russia because that's where Natasha believes that they will learn how to take out Ultron. Well, how did this all happen? According to Ultron or the Watcher, it started with one man's dream, and we're not talking about Walt Disney's one man's dream, which is at Hollywood Studios. Sure not. This one did not. Yep, problematic (laughs) man. This one didn't involve creating a magical and happy place, but rather a suit of armor around the world. Yes, it was Tony. Bleepity bleep Stark that got us here to this what if. Once again, Tony screwed up. Because unlike in our universe, in this one, the Avengers did not steal the cradle and create vision. Ultron got his wish, and with the power of the Mind Stone, he began to destroy everything, including the Avengers. We see Steve's broken shield on the ground. Thor's laying on the... Everybody's laying on the ground. And then ultimately he takes out Tony last. And then he takes a minute to enjoy his peace. <sighs> so quiet. But then Thanos shows up because he's already got all the other stones. So he needs the Mind Stone now. Um, But Ultron was like, mm, okay, <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> and cuts him down literally takes the infinity stones powers up like super saiyan dragon ball z power up and uh, now he sees that there are other worlds that quote need him so yeah that thanos moment yeah that had people going so vision could have done that the whole time <laughs> like, what? he straight up was like Bleep, you're dead <laughs> i was like oh okay then it it was like that was my moment where I was like, oh dang. Well, yeah, I said another word. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Cool. Just another one of those words we can't say on here because, you know, family friendly. Yep. Alright, so now Ultron's got all the stones. And he uses the stones to create an army and to travel to other realms in order to bring, quote, peace in our time. Another of Tony Stark's lovely quotes from Age of Ultron. He goes to Asgard, the Sovereign, the Guardians of the Galaxy are destroyed there. He goes to Sakaar, 
Korg and Grandmaster meet their end there. He blows up the planet Ego, which is Peter Quill's daddy's planet slash being. Um, on Xandar, Captain Marvel shows up to stop him. But despite her power, he destroys her, Xandar, and the surrounding planetary bodies. The Watcher is just like, oh man, now that the galaxy is so quiet, um, Ultron reaches this level of, uh, I don't know, consciousness that he didn't have before. And then like, skirt, record scratch, Ultron becomes aware of the Watcher. That's a problem. A big problem. The Watcher panics so when you see the watcher panic you should panic because that's a problem like a like seriously the watcher doesn't panic yeah he's not supposed to panic <laughs> he's supposed to have this like all together so he hides from ultron but the robot is still searching for him and away into this multiverse but we got one last hope because what is a marvel movie show film uh comic without at least one final Now that hope lies with Natasha and Clint as they arrive in Russia and they're going through the KGB archives. They're at that same base that we saw in Civil War where they, uh, the other winter soldiers were being kept and Zemo takes them out. Um, they're, they're, it's old school. There's no digital files. It's all boxes and boxes of papers and, and things and this and that. And Nat finds the Red Guardian shield. So we see Alexi's shield from Black Widow show up here. She rocks it very well, I might add. The Watcher, like, wants them to find the answer. He literally is like, (laughs) I don't know. It's like when you get somebody a Christmas present or something, like, you're really anxious for (laughs) someone to do something. And you're just like, hurry up and open it. Like, oh, God. He's like standing there. He's like, oh, come on already. He's like, it's right there. Right there. So he's losing his mind. Uh, but they find it. It's Zola's file. And we remember Zola showed up in the Winter Soldier as an algorithm at Camp Lehigh, right? His mind was transferred to data banks um, to preserve his knowledge. Well, I guess there was another copy and it was here where he was overseeing the Hydra base where the Russian super soldier program was taking place. I like how he goes to introduce himself. You may be confused for line about my appearance. And she's like, nah, I already like talked to your floating head <laughs> a while back. It's complicated. Just get to the point why we're here. Um, they successfully upload Zola's algorithm into a sentry robot However, he can't take out the hive mind because Ultron is not within the known universe. What? Um, Hawkeye sacrifices himself, which everyone who was super mad at Endgame, excuse me, super mad at Endgame, was super excited about this. Seriously. <laughs> um, so where is Ultron? He's fighting the Watcher. It's bad. However, Ultron doesn't realize this, I guess. And for those who don't know, the Watcher is legit like a celestial. He is an old being, like one of the first beings ever uh, in the MCU. Or not the MCU, but the Marvel Universe. In the world. So he's super powerful. Long story short. (laughs) 
and he withstands the attacks that Ultron is throwing at him, which include using the Infinity Stones. He, like, powers up and everything. It's pretty cool. Um, as they continue fighting, this is probably my favorite scene. Their fight, and at, at each time, like, a hit land landed or somebody fell it's almost as if they broke through different timelines which i thought was super visually super cool it was very cool and at one point they had ultron looking like galactus did you catch that like yes him. i saw that that was awesome him. yeah it was like he was eating the galaxy it was crazy yeah i was like well, that's uh, a good little like hint little easter egg yeah one of my favorite easter eggs was of course we got to see Stephen Grant Rogers, a.k.a. Captain America, taking oath mm-hmm. of office to become president. That is from a comic run. It's from Earth 7901. And I was just like, you know, I never not, like, get happy when I see Steve Rogers on the screen. <laughs> so. Um, As you should. They continue fighting. We go through various universes, locations. People are shown. We see Wakanda, the Cree, New York. But before Ultron can annihilate him, the Watcher escapes. And where does he go? He goes to episode four prison that Doctor Strange made himself because he needs his help to defeat Ultron. And then we get into what if the Watcher broke his oath? Now, I have been theorizing since like day dot that the watcher was going to get involved because it seemed mm-hmm. like with each episode, he was getting a little closer, just a little closer every time to the action. I mean, in episode four, Dr. Strange is like, who's there? So he knew he was there, but yeah, this one, now nah, he gets all the way involved. Like pretenses dropped. He is the watcher who is about to be the participator. <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, so episode nine. This was a cool episode too because it kind of roped in bits and pieces of each of the previous episodes. So here we have Peggy Carter as Captain Carter, and it's a callback to Captain America, the Winter Soldier. She's getting on the Lumerian Star. Uh, she's fighting Batroc. Black Widow is with her. She even tries to help her find a date. Um, the suggestion is Bernard from accounting. And if you think that was a weird name choice, it's because Jeffrey Wright's character in Westworld was named Bernard. (laughs) Dad, it was such a good Easter egg. (laughs) Yes. Uh, But her fight with Batroc is interrupted because literally she's like, what? And the Watcher goes, hey, friend. So (laughs) let me holler at you over here. We kind of got some serious stuff going down. Uh, You're going to have to like time out on the Patrock fight. (laughs) The world's ending. Come with me. (laughs) Um, Then as Ego, so then we could jump over to uh, Star-Lord, T'Challa Star-Lord. And Ego is using his son Peter to become more powerful. T'Challa saves him. And then the Watcher appears and is like, yeah, nope, you got to join my team. And then in the next one, we see Tony Stark in a modified Hulkbuster suit. It kind of has the same, like, Sakaar, like, colors and designs style. And he's with Gamora, who's dressed like Thanos. And they're on the planet with Uru, completing the Infinity Gauntlet. Tony still seems determined to place a suit of armor, not only around the world, but around the galaxy. And the Watcher appears. 
to tell them that Gamora has been chosen, which made me laugh because Tony's all like, oh, oh. And he's like, shh, 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 <laughs> no, I'm here for her, not you. And I was like, <laughs> take a seat, Tony Stark. Sorry. Anytime. Sorry, Tony, Tony is- you weren't chosen. <laughs> Anytime that Tony Stark is put in his place, legit makes my day. So I just want to thank uh, the writers. Um, academy i'd like to thank the academy (laughs) yep i want to thank the academy and the writers the fans and you know (laughs) everybody who's not a fan of yeah yeah everyone who's on team cap i want to thank everyone (laughs) i think we talked about this before briefly on another episode but i can't remember if it was like us talking in general or us talking on an episode but i love the nods to like, it's very clear that whoever the writers are of this episode, they're not huge Tony Stark fans. And I forking love it. Mother forking shirt balls. It's like the best thing ever. <laughs> Just makes my day every time he gets put in his place. I'm like, I mean, they literally made it- one team Rogers. <laughs> They made it clear through the nine episodes that Tony is a problem. Yes. It's like, oh, oh, yep, yep, nope, not you. Oh, something happened to Steve. Peggy's stepping in. Like, I mean, it's just from, and I realize, fine, like, there's some, you know, comic book canon that we've used to create some of these, but it doesn't matter because not all of this is comic book canon. And some of it is just straight up, like, we're throwing snark at Tony Stark, and I love it. Yep. Here love, it, love it, love it, love 100%. it, love it. hundred <laughs> percent. It just, it makes my heart so happy. <laughs> and I love to be able to share it with you, Ashley. <laughs> That's why when I, I watched it before her and I'm like, just wait, you're going to get to this one part and you're going to laugh and love it. <laughs> it's the best. It's like you wake up and you're just like, oh, what a great start to my day. <laughs> All is right in the world. <laughs> All right. So after Tony is put in his place, we go to Wakanda. You would think it would be Shuri that was being recruited. However, it's not. He recruits Killmonger for his team. Thor is battling Ultron's robots. The Watcher takes him screaming, like actually screaming, (laughs) to where the others are chosen. The other chosen are awaiting him. Um, This pub is a familiar place to Peggy. She sees Steve's photo on the wall. Tear. The facade was done by Dr. Strange, Strange Supreme. It was his idea to make things a little bit more comfortable and a little less jarring. This new team is called the Guardians of the Multiverse. The Watcher then explains what and who they are up against. Ultron has been elevated to cosmic being status thanks to the Infinity Stones and the synthetic body. The plan is to separate his body from the stones. Gamora reveals the Infinity Crusher, which is designed to destroy Infinity Stones. And after a Chinese food dinner, yum, like, so good. Thor has great taste because it was Thor's idea. So, just saying. I know a great place in Chinatown in D.C., Thor, if you want to, like, swing by. Just put it out there. Uh, They traveled to a planet. Count me in. Count me in. They travel to a planet that won't attract Ultron's attention. That is until they want it. Dr. Strange tells Peggy that in his universe, Steve Rogers took the serum. Gamora eyes Killmonger because she doesn't trust him. Smart girl. 
Um, and during the toast to the team, Thor attracts the attention of Ultron before they're ready. Strain gives them all a protection spell, which is similar to the one Wong gave him. Killmonger and Gamora leave through an opening the Watcher created while the rest faced Ultron. Using the spell images of Khan, Strange duplicates Mjolnir, while Ultron is busy fighting this, like, ball of hammers, which was just hilarious. Um, T'Challa and Peggy attempt to fight him and retrieve the Soul Stone. Peggy provides enough of a distraction for T'Challa to steal it. Strain brings in the zombies, so here we go, zombies, episode five, to keep him busy. And he's like, well, it's not just the zombies that I brought, it's what also came with them, which is our girl, Wanda Zombie, Scarlet Witch Zombie, Undead Scarlet Witch, I don't know. (laughs) Either way, it was pretty cool to watch for like 0.2 seconds, (laughs) because it didn't last very long. I could have watched that longer. The Black Widow from episode eight appears and Peggy convinces Natasha they're on the same side right before Ultron shows up. They try to stop him from getting back the soul stone. He uses the time stone against him and is almost successful until strange Supreme grabs him with one of those tentacle things that now like lives inside of him. And he uses his own time stone to break the time cycle. It seems like they won, but they didn't. The camera spins around the heroes like in the Avengers. Unfortunately, the Infinity Crusher doesn't work because guess what? It was only designed to destroy the stones in Gamora's universe, not this one. As we have learned, paperweights at the TVA, if they're not in their own timeline, the stones don't work. However, see, there's one of those like... How is Ultron? So Ultron's in his timeline when they're fighting. So that makes sense that they work. But why does Strange's work when he's technically mm. not from that timeline? Mm-hmm. So things that make you go, hmm. Dun, dun, dun. I was wondering if you knew the song reference. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Things that make you go, hmm. <laughs> yes sorry i can't help myself <laughs> all right black widow has a plan she only needs captain carter to get her an opening using clint's arrow as kind of like a r.i.p this one's for you clint she uploads zola's virus into ultron but we all know Zola's also like a bad dude right we do remember that okay just checking all right <laughs> yep yep check so check. Although Zola destroys Ultron from the inside, he likes having a body and he feels pretty powerful. Way more powerful than he ever felt in life. And having a body is probably super exciting after being a computer and not a mobile computer for, what, decades? So then in a move the Watcher should have seen coming, Killmonger betrays them. Oh, shocked. I'm shocked. And he takes the stones. The others refuse to join his side, though. Zola envisions body, tries to take the stones back. So you've got Zola trying to pull the stones. Then you've got Killmonger with his vibranium suit trying to pull the stones. So it's very much like, oh gosh, was it The Last Jedi where they're fighting over the lightsaber and it breaks in half? 
I think so. Kind of reminded me of that. Um, it's a really good question. I don't know which one it was offhand. I, th- I think it's that one because they like join together. I don't know. Anyway, so whatever. In whatever sequel episode it was. Yeah. <laughs> is where I was like, I don't know. I was like, that's like, yeah. I don't know. It's so, like so many years ago. I can't think. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. Uh, but Strange figures out they were never meant to win, only to separate the stones from the body, which they do. He sacrifices himself to trap Killmonger and Zola in a little pocket dimension, a little pocket universe of his own making, that he created around himself when he destroyed everything else. So it's that same little uh, prism-looking thing. Uh, the, reti- uh, the Watcher returns each hero back to their universe at the exact moment that they left. Here was another one that the haters of Steve Rogers latched onto. Peggy wishes for a different timeline, meaning a happy ending, right? With the one that she loves. However, the Watcher says she is needed in her own. So I'm glad Steve got his happily ever after. And that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> I mean, he should. He deserved it. He also, did. at this point in the timeline, based on the story that they've woven, Peggy didn't come back from the ice and then have to see that her love, like Steve was already dead to her. Right. When she right. came back through that portal. It's not like when Steve woke up from the ice and Peggy actually still existed and he got to spend time with her. And then of course she died of old age on him. So totally different scenario. I don't want to hear your mouth. Anyone. <laughs> disparaging my man Steve's decisions, okay? Dead. (laughs) Dead. (laughs) I'm just saying, I'm tired of hearing about it. I mean, I don't disagree. I, you know, it's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, mouth running about that whole scenario. Yes. All right. So Peggy goes back to her timeline. They all go back. Um, But Black Widow remains because, remember, the destroyed world, like, everyone annihilated and everybody dead, that's her timeline. So what is there for her? She's like, I'm not doing this. Like, and she's mad at the Watcher. Like, you're just eating popcorn while we all suffer. I'm not going through your little door back to my world. Um, The scene changes, and they're actually aboard a S.H.I.E.L.D. helicarrier. And she sees Captain America and Captain Marvel fighting Loki and his army. Natasha saves Fury from Loki and joins this timeline that is missing its widow. So this is episode three, right? Where Loki had taken over the world. All of the Avengers are dead, including Black Widow, except for Captain Marvel and Steve Rogers. And we had seen at the end of that episode that they were going to defrost Steve. Carol was there. And now they have a widow. And apparently Black Widow is very important to the multiverse or to her timeline because she helps take out Loki. Yes, she is. And as it's the a watcher, mess. It is a mess. It's a mess without their widow. That is what they said. <laughs> yes. It's a mess the, without their widow. As the watcher brings their story to an end, T'Challa is with Peter Quill. Gamora has gone back to her world to help Tony Stark. And Thor reunites with Jane. <sighs> I guess we all can't have a happy ending and the watcher vows to protect the multiverse to the very Jane. end and then we got a post-credit scene 
Peggy returns to her world and Natasha reveals, her Natasha, reveals what the pirates were after on board the Lumerian Star. It's the Hydra Stomper. And not only is the suit there, but someone is inside. Yes. But will this be the Steve that she knows or will it be like a Bucky Barnes situation where he's like under mind control? Uh, I know. It's, I don't know. So many questions. So many questions. But at least we know we get a season two. Yes. I cannot wait. Yep. Cannot season wait. two, at least. Yep. At least we're. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm happy to have Steve either way. I'd rather have him himself, but I could totally see this being a Bucky Barnes sitch. Yeah. Because it would be too easy and seamless and lovely for it to be normal Steve. But we will get normal Steve-ish based on the new Black Widow timeline. Right? This is With true. Loki and Captain yes. Marvel. And I would love to see Steve and Carol work together. Yep. That would be good. I'll take that. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll get to see him in different iterations. It's true. It is true. Totally not related to this, but just Steve in general was, uh, you know, free guy in that scene. <laughs> oh, my God. I was just watching that yesterday while I was working. <laughs> I did it's like out that now one scene. on Blu-ray. <laughs> it's like on everything. Oh my gosh. It's literally the best scene <laughs> I've seen in a long time in anything. Like that, just that montage is <sighs> chef's kiss. So amazing. <laughs> chef's kiss. But, I mean, with that <laughs> and then the and they're like is that a lightsaber oh yes it is yes that's a lightsaber <laughs> i mean the literally whole thing like, literally it's lost like, my mind in the theater i mean everybody did we were all like oh this whole scene is so good right i mean and it's what probably all of 60 seconds max or something like it's not long at all but it's just 60 seconds of pure perfection you're like oh my gosh i love it you're like wait what death punch and then you're like or death blow or whatever it is and yeah. you're like wait what and then you're like no oh and then it's like you hear the music and you're like no it's so good. <laughs> also it's like so good a massive flex and I'm like not mad about it. <laughs> no, 100%, right? Yeah, you're just like, oh, this is brilliant. Yep. Uh, yeah, well, and the cameo is like just, oh, so yeah. good. Like, yeah, that that literal, like that sec 60 second montage is like just, oh, perfection. Like I could just fall asleep watching that every night and like just have sweet dreams. <laughs> Between Jody and... Chris and Ryan and like the things that you see like right I mean it's just ah uh, it's it's perfection I mean kudos to their team for real because that was just brilliant so you know side note if you haven't all seen Free Guy you better get on it because it is so so good so even good. if you don't like the rest of the movie that scene is worth but every other minute of the whole movie I love it's so that. good i love that movie <laughs> it was so good 
(laughs) I think we were done watching it or halfway through or something. And Sophie's like, wow, this movie's something else. And I was like, it's so good. And Sophie's like, I'm not saying it's not good. She's like, but it is something else. Well, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Geek Girls Universe podcast. Join us next time as we share all of the breaking and exciting fandom news. And as always, if you see anything you want to share with us, tag us on Twitter at Whiskey and Sunshine and that Ashley Aaron. And until next time, geeks. Bye. Thanks for listening. Join us again next time for more geeky goodness.